Funding for this podcast comes from MathWorks, creators of MATLAB and Simulink software, accelerating the pace of engineering and science. Learn more at MathWorks.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. WBUR Podcasts. Boston. Do you feel good about yourself, Amory? Gosh, in what aspect of my life? That's a big question. Well, I mean, you made us do this series. This was your idea. Oh, God. So how do you feel about it? Do you feel good about yourself? There were some mornings. There were some mornings when we were working on this that I woke up and was like, damn it, Amory. (laughs) (laughs) Just rolls right off the tongue, (laughs) and I feel it in my core. I'm glad that you convinced us to make this because it just won't stop. The crypto news don't stop. Crypto don't quit. Crypto don't quit. (laughs) No. Biggest headline this week. Do you know what it is? It was on the radio this morning. I'm sure you were listening dutifully as I do. No, I actually don't know. Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. She, uh, NFT. Sure. I don't remember what it was exactly. It's been a long day. Kim Kardashian has to pay a fine to the SEC. That's right. For to the tune of $1.3 million, thereabouts. Chump change Chump for change Kim Kardashian. For Kim. Yeah. Um, because she promoted an NFT token. Without disclosing that she had been paid to do so. On Instagram. She's paid a quarter of a million dollars to promote this. Wow. And now she has to pay that back plus a mil. Okay. So to her, that's like a nickel and yeah. <laughs> a quarter. Well, how do you feel? I mean, do you feel like after all of this discussion of crypto and Ukraine, crypto and um, people buying islands, El Salvador, do you feel like you know more and do you feel better about crypto? Well, better is... Very um, squishy in this case. What I've been thinking about recently is that when we started this series, crypto had not fallen. Why are you laughing at me? No, because it was like 10,000 years ago. Yeah, 10,000 years ago. In in 10,000 BC, um, crypto had not fallen. We had not had the crypto crash yet. That's how yeah. long ago <laughs> yeah. we started this series. And so I've thought a lot about um, how it would be different, the ways in which it would be different if crypto was still, if, it, you know, currencies like Bitcoin especially were still flying high Yeah. when we put the series out. Bitcoin's down like 70%, I think. Right. right I keep going back to this thing that Ed Zittrin said. Mm-hmm. He said, imagine money, but worse. <laughs> Which, like, I feel like is so, he was so cutting. Also, we got some heat from some people about the Crypto Kids episode Hmm. because we were accused of being glad handy with the kids, like congratulatory with the kids for, or or just like too too nice to the kids for their success. Which is kind of funny because, like, I, I, I don't feel like that episode 
felt all that nice in some ways. Like I actually, I felt a little guilty about just maybe pointing out some of the awkwardness and like listening to Miss Teen Crypto and, and then having Ed Zittrain come in and I think he called it utter pablum nonsense. Mm. Um, so I don't, you know, and oh, here's one other thing. Ever since we started putting out, putting this stuff out, mm-hmm. my crypto spam through the roof. Really? I'm getting, I'm getting spammed on Telegram, which is something I never use. I'm a, I'm a signal guy myself. Okay. But I'm, I got added to a Telegram channel the other day about crypto. Someone just put me in the channel. And I started getting notifications. I kid you not. It was like, bing, 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 bing. My wow. phone was blowing up. I've never been that popular. I mean, <laughs> knock on wood, I have managed to avoid this, but I don't have a telegram or a signal. Oh, dude. So. And it's starting to be in my tweets, my mentions now. The crypto has <laughs> crept in. The crypto creeps. So how do you feel about us doing this series? Are you glad we did it? No, I am. I I mean, I feel like it's one of those things. It's just it goes back to this sort of age old thing that we always land on, which is like it's a tool. It could be used for good. It could be used for evil. I think we always want to see people use new technologies to empower themselves and each other and care more about themselves and each other. And unfortunately, that's rarely the case. (laughs) I think part of my my general feelings, what's at the root of my feelings about a lot of this, is that I don't like big money. So the pursuit of big money, just for the sake of big money, without a, you know, like, I'm going to make a million dollars and then I'm going to build a school. Without having, you know, without a vision, whatever yeah. that vision may be. And maybe the, maybe people have it. But I, I think that I have maybe unfairly linked uh, big crypto wins with big aimless money that yeah. is just big money for the sake of being big money. Hard agree. I think where I land with it is that crypto is a tool that we have not figured out, and so is money that we have not figured out how to um, have like a responsible, fulfilling, productive relationship with that actually does do more good than harm. You know what I mean? Be- beautifully Am said. Am I getting? <laughs> no, it's beautifully said. I just, a minute ago, you said the pursuit of big money, but it yeah. sounded to me like you said the pursuit of big bunny. And basically, yeah, all of my smiling that's is That's what like, I do believe in. Right. Like, and all of my smiling is that, is like knowing that that's the case. Like, Amory is not down with the pursuit of big money, but she's definitely down with the pursuit of big bunny. Yeah. Yeah. We have mixed feelings about this. Yeah. But I think what we should do is we should call up the Redditor who wrote us and was like, hey, I'm not the type of person you would think to be pro-crypto and pro-NFTs, but I am, and here's why. And she's a listener. She wrote to us. Her name is Shelby. I think she's in Philly. Let's call her. Great. Hey, hi, Shelby. Shelby. Hey, hi. <laughs> hi. We should have done that more in harmony, but it's not our best. <laughs> One, two, three. Hi, hi Shelby. Shelby. 
I thought you were going to go down. I did go down. Shelby. <laughs> Hi, Shelby. Is this hey. a good use of your time, Shelby? Yeah. <laughs> The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost. Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me on point for Elements of Energy, Mining for a Green Future, five special episodes. Listen and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts. Did you kill Marlene Johnson? I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair, a new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. And a search for the truth, once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. First of all, thank you for listening to our show. Yes, big time. Shelby, can you uh, give us what we would call a quick self-ID? So who you are, where you are, what you do. I'm Shelby. I'm from Philadelphia, and I am a um, geographic information systems analyst. Tell us why you were inspired to write to us. Yeah, okay. So, um, so blockchain, crypto, it's weird stuff. Um that a lot of people have a lot of feelings about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll also caveat that I write to podcasts I listen to semi-often. Well, that's why um, you're a true I, gem. Yeah, I love that. That's your true gem right there. <laughs> um, usually just get like stock replies that are like, thank you for listening. So this was a really exciting one. Oh. Um, well, also it, it proves we're not special, Amory. So remember that. Yeah. <laughs> no, she writes to... She's writing to another podcast right after this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool, um, cool, cool. But yeah, so so I'll preface my setting of where I am. This bookshelf is full of Pokemon cards, and the floor next to it is Pokemon cards. Whoa. And there's some other cards, but it's mostly Pokemon cards. It's a lot of, it's thousands of dollars of Pokemon cards. Okay. What's your coolest, I don't know anything about Pokemon, but what's the coolest, what's your most valuable Pokemon card? I have, so the thing is I've been collecting, you know, I started collecting Pokemon cards when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. So I have like the old ones. I don't have any, I don't have any grade 10 holographic first edition Charizards, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but, what about a Jigglypuff? You know, I've, I've got plenty of Jigglypuffs. Okay. Got, got some of those. <laughs> um, but um, I, yeah, so I, I just, you know, pandemic started, I basically got my like first like permanent adult job post-grad school during the pandemic. So I found myself with a level of income that I'd never had before in my life Mm. and decided 
to get back into um, card collecting. Yeah. So, you know, so like I said, I got into Pokemon cards and then there's like a bunch of online TCG games. TCG is? Trading card game. Oh, okay. I'm going to ask you to, if you, if you don't mind, to just read us the email that you sent us. <laughs> okay. Um, I can do that. All right. Okay. Hey, Endless Thread. I'm a big fan of the show, and I was really tickled by the episode about the waterfalls in the Catskills. It felt very nostalgic for me personally. Also want to say that I appreciate the relatively neutral way that y'all have been talking about crypto, and I wanted to bring up two perspectives that I assume you've come across in your research but weren't really touched on at all in the show. I also want to preface both of these with some info about myself. I'm 27 years old. I use she, they pronouns. I'm um, kind of far left politically, proponent of socialism, into punk rock. I have two cats and I have a master's degree related to environmental stuff. I hate money, but we live in a society and money exists and I doubt capitalism is going anywhere anytime soon. One of the most predatory industries these days and an industry that I'm heavily entrenched in as a consumer is the video game industry. From microtransactions in mobile games to skins in first-person shooters to digital trading cards for Magic the Gathering, gamers are trading money for assets that they do not actually own. I've personally spent hundreds of dollars on Pokemon Go, and if I were to try selling Pokemon I've caught for real money, my account would be banned. I think that one of the best use cases for blockchain, both cryptocurrency and NFTs, is in the video game sphere. A lot of people are strongly against this idea because they're thinking about NFTs and video games as an extension of microtransactions, but I view it more as a power to the player alternative to them. In the real world, when I buy Pokemon cards, I own those, I can sell them to other collectors, and that's 100% allowed and appropriate and even encouraged. But in Magic the Gathering Arena, which is the game's online alternative, selling cards is a bannable offense. Gods Unchained is an example of a blockchain card game that uses NFTs, which is similar to Magic the Gathering Arena, where players can either buy using real money or Ethereum card packs, and you can even win them completely for free just by playing the game. And they're not crazy prices, they're like $3 a pack. And most cards you get will sell for $0.10 cents each. If you're lucky, you may get some that sell for $10, $50, or even a couple hundred. And it's basically a one-to-one -one price point as it is in Magic the Gathering, Pokemon cards, or any other real-life trading card game. The TLPR for that was that Blockchain can partially eliminate exit costs to gaming and players can sell their assets when they're done with the game, just like with real life games. It also potentially offers a return on investment that usually is reserved for high level Twitch streamers. Then I want to talk about proof of stake, which is uh, thought to be a, um, a crypto thing that is like low environmental impact. Um, so... The other much more contested issue is the environmental impact of crypto. The proof of work model is bad and expensive. I agree 100%, but more blockchains are switching or coming around um, based on a proof of stake method, which as far as I know, and I'm not an expert, but I have read a fair bit about it, 
is not much more carbon intensive than sort of any other electronic online service like Twitter or Reddit. There's also like, there's a blockchain called Wax where um, a lot of people will use, they'll do sell a lot of like cheap NFTs and stuff. Um, I'm put a little plug here. My friend Crypto Flash sells some really cool art NFTs for like $4 a pop. And they're, they're not those crazy million dollar art things. They're just like fun little snippets to support an artist. You know, Wax uses proof of stake and Ethereum just did a big migration over to the proof of stake method as well. And I think that it's something that's overlooked a lot. Um, while people are largely focused talking about, uh, you know, the OG, they're talking about Bitcoin and its impact. I think it's one of the least interesting blockchains in the space because people don't use it for anything except lots of money and money is boring. Um, anyway, that's, that's the, the email. <laughs> uh, well, well done. done. <laughs> Shelby, also, don't ever stop writing emails to podcasts. That's yeah. my suggestion. <laughs> Never stop. I also love that the subject line was crypto thoughts from a normal person in parentheses. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's how I try to preface it. I need, I'm like, yeah. You know, I'm I'm like the I'm like the type of person that's usually very anti-crypto and I just think if people could like learn a little bit more about it they'd you know maybe have some different thoughts. Shelby, I love that. Thank you very much. Um please don't allow Pokémon cards to completely take over your 700 square foot house unless you want that. We're moving to a bigger house soon, so oh, I might be okay. okay. Oh, no, there you go. Oh, yeah, boy. just because you needed more space for for Pokemon cards, right? You had to had to get a bit. You needed That's to get it. a bigger bigger That's the only boat. Reason. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. need That's a bigger shelf. <laughs> thanks, y'all. Uh, thanks for listening to our crypto series. Uh, and keep, and write to us. Write us the emails. Yeah. Yeah. Love we to read hear them. from you. Yeah. All right. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.